Gentlemen, I don't know what you're wearing underneath your clothes, but I certainly hope that it's Mac Weldon because Mac Weldon is the best. I have had, <laughs> I don't like to brag, but I've had a lot you of love, underwear you love, and you a love lot to of t-shirts. <laughs> well, I'm, okay, just just go with it, Dan. All right. Um, and uh, over the years, I'm, you know, you know, I'm, I'm middle-aged or whatever you want to say, but I've, I've worn a lot of underwear is what I'm saying. And this is hands down the best underwear that I have ever had on my body. And I recommend this underwear for basically everybody because it is so great. And in addition to looking and feeling great, all Mack Weldon products are crafted with natural fibers that have built-in performance capabilities, so they work hard too. They even have a line of silver underwear, uh, which uh, not only is uh, antimicrobial, hard to say, antimicrobial, mm-hmm. um, I think it might keep vampires away. Oh, and uh, antimicrobial, by the way, it means that it eliminates odors, and that is very important. All that, and they're shipped right to your door. And this is the crazy thing. If you don't like your first pair, you can keep it, and they'll still refund you. No questions asked. If you don't like your first pair, though, um, seek professional help. So, what am I leaving with? I am leaving you with a URL to go to. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your purchase using the code REBOUND. And we joke about this, but we wear this stuff and we love it, so go do it. Good advice. Solid. And now, technology. Guys, should we um, should we start off by by singing a little round of happy birthday for the iPhone? <laughs> I don't think we can. <laughs> it's not. We have a license. I think we can now. It's not. It's, it's in the oh, public is it, domain. Is it free now? It did, did it, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Should we just say happy birthday? Should we sing one of those songs yeah. they make up at the restaurants when they can't sing happy birthday? I never got happy, that. Happy, happy, happy no, birthday, then, birthday, birthday. We'll, we'll be singing something that's copyright TGI Fridays, and we'll get in trouble with that. So. You even get get sued worse. I never get that. Is it the likelihood that there's a lot of lawyers hanging out in those restaurants waiting to pounce? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, uh, fair well, enough. you know what else do what else do lawyers do? Anyway, the iPhone. Hey, ten years ago this week, yeah, Steve Jobs got up on a stage and announced it. Were the, were either of you guys there? I was there. I, I, I'm I'm going to put on a Lex voice, but maybe you should introduce me as not Lex. No, oh, that's yes. why. Why would we introduce people? I I never introduce people <laughs> on this show. James, jeez, <laughs> James Thompson, if that is your real name. Well, I like to think that I bring a unique quality to any podcast, and that quality is being available with half an hour's notice. <laughs> that is that, that is certainly the, came in handy this time. It's the most important quality for this podcast. <laughs> That's how I end up on every week. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just trying to get rid of them for two years now. That's right. Well, well, well Dan, Dan knows how much I like to prepare in advance for podcasts, so he springs these things on me to sort of train me up. Yeah, I feel like you just get nervous if I give you too much time to prepare so this way i'll just throw you in the deep end and everything goes smoothly yeah uh anyway so john you were at the iphone i was announcement. there yeah. james were you mm-hmm. or were you elsewhere I, I i was thousands of miles away okay. but i i was probably watching most of you furiously type it up uh, and tweet about what was happening yeah i don't think it was streamed back then right it was no, i think not... they did uh they released the video later mm-hmm yeah uh i will say so james you're you can you can be excused but john fuck you because <laughs> i was not Jeez. there 
Wow. I was, I was yeah, so stuck where were you? I haven't, I haven't read your, uh, you wrote about this. Right? I just briefly, because I was thinking back yeah. to it. I was stuck at, that was my, I was before I was hired as a full-time editor at Macworld, I was still a freelancer and they had dispatched me as, I believe, the only person sort of connected with Macworld at all uh, to cover CES by myself <laughs> which what was, what did you do to jason i was the low man yeah, on the really? totem pole at that point i wasn't even i was just a lowly freelancer and so i was yeah. sitting in a corridor in the las vegas convention center because i knew the macro keynote was happening obviously and i was like I, I posted a picture on on six colors because I found a picture. I I don't. I had the foresight to take a picture of where I was like on a couch in the Las Vegas Convention Center with my MacBook, like refreshing the page because of several of my colleagues were at the event, and I'm still still bitter about that to this day. So. Hmm fine i don't think i've ever really watched that entire keynote probably oh you should go back and watch it i've seen a bunch of it i just yeah i haven't watched it from start to finish because i don't want to be reminded it's really (laughs) it's really it's really something i mean he you could really get the sense that it was extremely important to him and you know back then he i mean he had already had cancer um you know and was struggling with that and and this was like i think he, he knew that this was like his second his second big life contribution after the Mac. Yeah. Well, it's it's too bad that it tanked. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it never amounted to anything. Um I was I was uh that was my first Macworld. Wow. Um, wow. So that was yeah, so I was sitting I was sitting next to Glenn Fleischman. Um and when it was over I turned to him and said, It's like, are they all like this? Because <laughs> this is kind of amazing. <laughs> the answer is you no. Know. Uh, having yeah, sat I through was, a number of bad uh, Apple presentations. I was sitting yeah. at home watching that and sort of waiting for the point where they would say, and there's a developer SDK available now. <laughs> and then he started talking about, and everything you can do, you can do via web apps. And then it's just all the indie developers started getting very snarky. So our, my my memory of that event was more along the lines of uh, crossness towards the end <laughs> rather than the sort of life-transforming, world-transforming event yeah. that other people may have seen. That uh, that was completely lost on me at the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that didn't pan out for you either, James, so I'm, no, I'm very entirely. sad. <laughs> uh, there were a couple good pieces online looking back at this event. Um, Stephen Levy actually has an interview with Phil Schiller. Uh, talking about uh, the, you know, basically, did you expect the iPhone to be this big? And Phil Schiller's like, nope. (laughs) Uh, uh, I mean, I think everybody expected it to be successful. I don't think anybody knew that it would be as hugely successful as it was, right? Like, I mean, it's hard to tell at the time. I'm sure there are a lot of people who thought this is revolutionary, but you never know if it's going to catch on or not. Um, And obviously, it's the... I, I. don't think you could argue that it's the most successful product Apple's ever made. Um, you know, I think certainly the the Mac is long lived and probably has has did a lot to pave the way for the iPhone, but the iPhone is clearly just hugely, mm-hmm. enormously successful, and it's yeah. it's hard to imagine anything that would stack up to that at this point. But you know, we have to wait for the next revolution to come along, right? In another 10 years, we will revisit this podcast and we can laugh at your <laughs> yeah, uh, lack of foresight. <laughs> what an idiot. It's it too probably, bad he's it dead It might now. not take that long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, well, you know, I, I, someone who's had almost every iPhone, um, at least until they started making multiple models, and I'm not going to buy multiple iPhones every year. Uh, it's interesting that you can look at it and, cl- I mean, clearly you put an iPhone 7 down next to an original iPhone, and it's like, wow, this is, you know, there have been massive appro- improvements over the years. But it's also, you know, they look pretty similar, right? Like the same, it's got the same buttons, right. more or less. It's got the same, you know, like features the screen looks you know better but like it's everything's positioned the same right it hasn't been like radically overhauled to to no you can see the path of evolution there um and so everybody started you know there's all these rumors constantly about like huge uh revolutionary versions of the iphone coming you know for the 10th anniversary i i don't entirely buy it i mean it might be coincidentally that it lines up but i doubt that they're you know we're planning ahead for like it's the 10th like this isn't the 20th anniversary macintosh right they're not like planning ahead and be like we're gonna make this incredible thing for the 10th anniversary i doubt it's gonna have as much leather on it as well (laughs) (laughs) ah maybe it should james maybe it should right, right special um, edition i still have my original i still have both my wife's and my original iphones yeah and they i got both still work i got one here somewhere i i have one here as well i i got a a u.s model and i had it jailbroken because they weren't available here and i was using that for development about like the next year when when they came out but uh, before that it was, it was actually it was running uh like last year because uh uh, Jeremy Burge came up and was m- taking videos of the emoji on it um, <laughs> to historically document that before they all stopped working. Did it have emoji? Because uh, it, it tops out of what? iOS well, okay, so 5? It, you had to, uh, not in version 1.0, but you had to switch it on uh for the it was right. there for the japanese market yeah it was hidden and, i remember and you, oh. and you could run an app to, yep, that would like show up it would make the thing show up right the switch yeah so the, yeah. the stores were full of these apps which said you know oh i'm a simple note-taking app but had a hidden <laughs> button that would uh, unlock the emoji yeah uh, oh, man. and all of them had actually gone so uh uh, this sounds like glenning levels of of name dropping, but Steve Troughton Smith <laughs> helped us uh, by writing an app that we could deploy today <laughs> on that phone to unlock the emoji, so that we could actually get to it. That is amazing. <laughs> what 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 version did those top out at? iOS four or five? What the that Japanese? Right. No, no, the original, the original, no, just iPhone. the original iPhone. Yeah. Oh, um, I th- think it was three. Oh, really? I that think, oh man. Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to reach into a drawer and have a look, but I think I think it might have been through. <laughs> I was going to say uh, you just you just get to the point where you get copy and paste, and then it's then it's useless. Yeah, again. yeah right. <laughs> uh, but it still works. I had it for a while, just sitting there because um, I had an old SIM with another number on it, and I just put it in that. And so I would very occasionally get a text to that phone, but it still works <laughs> as a phone. It reminds me of uh, when I was a kid. I used to visit my uncle and aunt, and they had. Uh, uh in like they had like a little bar inside their apartment and they had one like an old you know one of those old black telephones where you pick up the little earpiece and hold it to your ear you know like from like the 30s um and (laughs) and i was like this is what that will be like for you know for for all of our children someday like oh i have this vintage original iphone well the thing that bothered me uh, this week was just seeing all the tweets from people saying Oh yes, when the when the iPhone was announced, I was still in school. I oh was, yeah, you know, I was like, <laughs> I was seven. Damn kids, <laughs> I wasn't even and born it, yet. 
Yeah. Uh, well, apparently somebody pointed out there was a nine-year-old uh, girl who was at WWDC this year, and her entire life has been. Uh, oh my God! With the iPhone. Oh yeah, right. Now, uh, if you're just tuning in, this is the Old Codgers Show. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say on the text on the tech page for that phone what, what the version, the most recent version of. Well, I have an original iOS iPad, which I think tops out at iOS five. I, I think the yeah, but, I think the original iPhone is like three point something something. Yeah, that sounds yeah. Wow. Um, well, uh, let's let's before we uh, before we continue <laughs> our trip down memory lane, let's consider a trip somewhere else. Instead of jumping nice. right back into your daily <laughs> grind, start your new year out on a relaxing note with a tropical getaway at the Pineapple Beach Club in Antigua. Right now, this amazing getaway comes at an even more amazing price because for just $149 per person per night, you can enjoy an adults-only, all-inclusive getaway on a white sandy beach, which sounds delightful. Plus, you get a $250 resort credit, which can be used for sailing trips, romantic dining, safari tours, spa services, or gift shop purchases. Just go to pineapplebeachclub.com to make your reservation today. Let me tell you a little bit more about the resort and the island. It encompasses 30 acres of tropical foliage and panoramic vistas just 30 minutes away from the capital city, St. John's. Plus, it's all-inclusive, so your meals, snacks, beverages, and that means alcohol, too. Uh, And your water sports, daily entertainment, even taxes and gratuity are all covered. So, leave the frosty weather behind and make some time for some well-deserved R&R. Don't wait. This offer expires soon. Go to pineapplebeachclub.com or call 1-800-772-8711 to book your all-inclusive stay. For just $149 per night per person, you can enjoy everything I just mentioned and more, and you get that $250 resort credit. That's pineapplebeachclub.com. See website for complete details. Thanks so much to Elite Island Resorts for sponsoring this week's episode of The Rebound. And now back here in the cold, frigid northeast where I am. <laughs> there was uh, school, uh, school here is starting two hours late because they were, they were um, predicting snow and it's, it's just raining out. They don't, know, they don't <laughs> know how to do that in the Pacific Northwest anyways. They don't know how to predict Yeah, it sounds like I have the best weather of, of the three yeah, of us. That, that is not what I would have predicted. <laughs> Having yeah. lived in Scotland for a little while, not what I would have predicted. <laughs> Um, no, it's raining, but that's about it. Well, you know, everything's yeah. everybody's got problems, James. Um, <laughs> so did you guys see this uh, just released, I think, fairly recently as we were recording this? Apple issued a full statement about the Consumer Reports battery tests for the new oh, MacBook no. Pros. No. I did indeed see this. Yeah, thing, what, you I, showed me I, it. I didn't show it to John because I want to <laughs> spring it on him. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so iMore and a couple other places have the full statement, um, which basically says that they found out that Consumer Reports had turned on a hidden Safari setting for developers, which turns off the browser cache. Um, uh-huh. And they said, uh, this is not used by customers, does not reflect real world, world usage, which seemed a little weird to me for a second. But then they said, apparently, this their use of this developer setting also triggered an obscure and intermittent bug, <laughs> reloading icons, <laughs> which created inconsistent results in their lab. They basically had them rerun it with normal user settings, and apparently at that point, uh, Consumer Reports told Apple that ma- their MacBook Pro systems consistently delivered the expected battery life, and Apple says it also fixed the bug. Um, 
And, and they also, uh, Apple said how much they enjoy working with consumer oh, they reports. Just, yes, they really respect them. Consumer Reports has yeah. its own statement, as a matter of fact. And it said it wanted each, uh, in their test, they wanted the computer to load each web page as if it were new content from the internet rather than resurrecting data from its local drive, which allows them consistent results across testing many laptops and puts batteries through a tougher workout. Apparently very, very tough. Um, I just have one major question, which is, do we get our stupid battery time meter back now? Because <laughs> that's no. really bugging me. Oh, man. I, so, I use that. Okay, you used it. Just me. It's only me. You're the guy. No, I, I, I used it. I, I, I always, I like to see the percentage because, you know, like... I noticed my bat- my laptop says 59%, you know, and that's just slightly better than 58% and so on. <laughs> um, but I, I doubt we'll get it back. I mean, I don't think Apple... Um, Apple doesn't tend to take things away and then go, oh, you know what? I think you're right. Have some cereal ports. He <laughs> <laughs> says, have some cereal instead. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, it seems like if they can figure out how to get it, how to get the algorithm to reflect, I don't know, maybe they just need to start it at 10 hours. Well, yeah, because that was the problem, right? I mean, the problem was that you'd you'd unplug your brand new MacBook Pro, which was supposed to get 10 hours of battery life, and it would say four hours left. Yeah. Well, I I imagine it's more art than science to calculating battery time, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Because it goes up and down, too, as you change your usage of the machine. So I can see why some people would be like, oh, it's totally inaccurate, never matters. Um, but it's also, I mean, and I saw other people say this as well. I felt like I used to use it as an indication of like, all right, you know, I'm doing this task. If I keep doing this task, how much time do I have left, right? Like if yeah. I'm editing a podcast, how much time do I have left to edit this podcast roughly? Um, it's a I, bit like a, a car. When, yeah. You know, if a car tells you that you've got a range of, you know, 100 miles left, then you've got a reasonable idea of what that means. Right, right. I calibrated myself for understanding what it means. So it's, I mean, and yeah, my iPhone, I, t- I use the percentage because that's like the only option I have. Um, but I guess I never thought about my Mac. I don't tend to have the percentage displayed for my Mac. I just have a little icon. So I don't know. I would like it back. Um, but I think James is right and it probably won't put it back. So everybody sucks. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, I, I never used it. I never used it once. I know. I think I there are third party things that, that I think the system still returns the amount of time left through various APIs. Yeah. Probably I, I've, I've seen uh, at least some other Apple uh, utilities will still re- return the time. Um, but other things hook into it and display it. So if you really want it, I think there's third-party solutions. He said pushing third-party <laughs> Maybe I could just ask Siri. Maybe Siri would tell me. <laughs> oh, I could build it into Peacock. Oh, there we oh. go. Yeah, shake it, and it tells yeah. you how much time is left. Calculate, calculate the re- yeah. remaining hours. Add the number battery. of remaining minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I can do You this. have to do it as a math problem is the problem. <laughs> um well, that's that's a bummer. I also saw uh what was the other thing I was just looking at? Oh, uh so everybody's favorite uh tech journalist, Robert Scoble. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't even get it out. Why are you lying? Uh I'm not lying. I'm misrepresenting things. Um apparently he oh, he was at CES and he talked to an employee at Carl Zeiss, which is one of those companies that makes they make like lenses, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and they told him that they were working on an augmented reality product with Apple. And I thought, A, I wonder if it was just a dude at a booth. 
<laughs> who is yeah. probably super trustworthy. B, if it was somebody who actually knows what's going on, they don't work at Carl Zeiss anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, I, I mean, the AR thing... I, I wrote a piece ago, a week or two ago for Macworld where I was sort of looking at the technologies in the, that are going to be, you know, you should keep an eye on for the next year or so. And augmented reality is one of those things where I have no idea what Apple would do with it, but Tim Cook talks about it so damn much that I have to believe he's doing something. Yeah. Maybe he's personally building something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, my theory is that... Um, the car is going to have no dashboard whatsoever and no instruments. So you have to put the AR headset on so oh you God. can see, um, you know, all, all this information. Safest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. You actually never leave your house. You just put the AR headset on and <laughs> feel like and the driving. car drives places and does things for you. Actually, I would totally get that. I Sign me up for that. Can I send the car to the grocery store and then like someone just loads it up and it drives home? That sounds yeah. amazing. No, no, you, you have to drive it the whole way there and back. That That's how they get around the whole autonomous vehicle regulations. Yeah. Right. Mm. It's, but you can hire somebody else to drive your car. Or hire like. someone else to sit in your car as you drive yeah. it. We'll, like, we'll have cars driving around that'll be virtually driven by other people with virtual people sitting in them. <laughs> uh, also, you have to drive it with a click wheel interface. um yeah i don't know what it what what the deal with ar is but it it does seem clear that they're working on something although maybe it won't materialize this year or maybe it will never materialize if it ends up being just a prototype but like tim cook either needs to to, to put up or shut up at a certain point Yeah, I mean, I think that the, the chances of them doing something in that space are probably reasonably high, like over the next five years. But I find it highly unlikely that this year we're going to see an announcement of something yeah, and that some so, guy yeah. at a trade show <laughs> would have told him that it was coming. Don't tell anybody, but we're working on... I, know, I mean, I know people like to say like, oh my God, they need to get on this right away, but um, it seems like there's no like there's no completely compelling um system yet none of these are no one is like rushing or to get one particular thing so this whole thing is still pretty up in the air and they have i think they've got you know a few years the sort of closest thing that i think has been popular even at all is those uh the snapchat glasses Mm, like mm-hmm. i i've seen a lot of people talk about them and say yeah. that they're they're fun but like i you know i i don't it's not like they're they're being they're not displays or anything right they? they're just cameras I no think. they're just cameras yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um i think the the, the microsoft uh oh, HoloLens, hololens yeah that that's i think the closest thing to a, a product and that's still a developer um, right thing yeah it's not and all the all the the commercial VR systems are really just gaming systems these yeah. days. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's clearly the easiest use case to imagine. So I think AR is cool, but a lot harder to present a compelling use case for. Like I agree with James that the Hololens seems like it's the closest to that. But even there, it's like you don't. It's not something you're going to wear like all the time. And I think Apple considers most of its products to be sort of lifestyle things that you'd want to be able to wear most of the time right like they don't want to necessarily make a product that's like okay now you have to go into your special space and use your special device well Uh, i mean the apple tv is like that. yeah but but that's but for the most part yes yeah i mean i think the watch and the phone and your laptop like most of their products 
tend towards the portable and like they're, they're things you use all the time or as much as possible so i you know i don't think they're likely to make a helmet that looks doofy if you you know walk around outside <laughs> that's just what i'm thinking earphones for your eyes <laughs> iphones we call them wait no damn it <laughs> right. taken they'll, they'll be like just like you know halves of a ping pong ball <laughs> you stick them in your eyes <laughs> i totally and they'll and they'll totally look like eyes that. on the outside you'll just look super interested in everything that was uh, that's an old uh, that's a calvin and hobbs, calvin from, hobbs yeah, yeah i love that that's one of my is favorites. that how to uh, sleep in class exactly exactly yep, yep. uh it's totally believable <laughs> I think uh, Yahoo renamed itself, but since I can't oh actually God. pronounce whatever it's renamed itself to, I'm not going to bring it up. Alt tab? Uh, Alt- yeah, <laughs> I think that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess this this was part of their sale to Verizon, right? That she yeah, was going to leave. I thought there was... Gonna... I thought they said there was an unclear whether or not Verizon was still in... Tri- like, after all the the <sighs> data breaches, like Verizon was like, eh, maybe... Yeah. After they had literally every single account stolen. And I discovered that because I have a, a, a British Telecom uh, is my phone provider in the UK, they used Yahoo for the back end for oh accounts dear. and for mail. So they got all my details oh that my way God. as well. I, at this point, you know, I feel like Yahoo should just release the last accounts so just so everybody's on the same footing. <laughs> We've got 50 think- million accounts that haven't been compromised yet, but we're just going to put that out there. <laughs> But that, the, those ones are valuable. You know, they've created the scarcity for those ones. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> you have to remember to check that box when you sign up for like, do I want my account compromised? <laughs> got to remember to uncheck it because they always check it by default. Like the mailing list ones. You got to remember to turn that off. Before we uh, before we delve deeper, because I know we really want to talk about that more. Uh, we got one more <laughs> sponsor today. And it's our very good friends over at Casper. Casper. Uh, Casper, of course, creates obsessively engineered mattresses at shockingly fair prices. Their supportive memory foams create an award-winning sleep surface with just the right sink. And yes, you guessed it, just the right bounce. And Time Magazine named Casper one of the best inventions of 2015. In fact, it's now the most awarded mattress of the decade. The best part is you get to try Casper for 100 nights risk-free in your own home. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. Casper understands the importance of truly sleeping on a mattress before you commit because you don't want to commit to a subpar mattress, right, guys? Like, you want to sleep on something comfortable. You're going to you're gonna spend every night or, well, most of the nights that you're, you know, uh, at home sleeping on this mattress unless you get kicked to the couch. I don't know what happens in your house. Um, <laughs> and so if you are sleeping, you want it to be comfortable. So, you know, get a chance to try out your mattress for 100 days. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. They do free shipping and returns to the U.S. and Canada, and they have great prices that are incredibly competitive with those super overpriced mattresses that you see in mattress stores. Plus, nobody likes it when you jump up and down the mattresses in the mattress stores. Trust me, I've tried. (laughs) You get kicked out very quickly. Uh, For our listeners, a special offer. Get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash rebound and using offer code rebound. Terms and conditions do apply. But thank you so much to our fantastic friends at Casper for sponsoring this episode of The Rebound. You want to go back talking about Yahoo? I know that's super exciting. Okay, we'll move on. (laughs) I have nothing nothing to add to that. Do you have anything to add anything else? Because... 
Nope. Nope. Oh, you're done. This <laughs> oh, is anything it? else? Oh no. I'm sure I can. I'm sure I can add things to other things, but not that particular. <laughs> well, thing. if you need to add things to other things, check out our good friends at Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> So you like that, James? I threw the. We're not making that that native advertising. He doesn't. Yeah, (laughs) that that was. Yeah, no. I I need to. I'll I'll send you the money off. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) What else is going on this week? (laughs) Not touching that one. Uh, Apple is the greenest tech company in the world. Says Greenpeace. Remember when Greenpeace and Apple used to just fight all the time? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that was a bit like Consumer Reports. You know, Apple had them go off and check their facts again. And they had <laughs> well, they selected also, they some made debug settings. I think they made a lot of improvements over yeah. the last few years, too. This is true. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, people really complained about the fact that the iPhone 7 didn't come with one of those little plastic jobbies to the, to reel in your headphones, to, like, stow your headphones oh, away. Oh, cases? It came with, a, with a, like, a cardboard thing instead, but it's like... You know, I thought you were going to say you can't the, have both, all right? You can either you can either complain about Apple's um, environmental record, or you can be happy that they're or no wait no wait how <laughs> or you can complain that they didn't give you a plastic box. I I was hoping that you meant they didn't. You, the people were angry they didn't provide one of those plastic. Um, remember the dock dock inserts that you used oh, to yes. get with iPods and iPhones that you snapped into the Apple oh, dock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Thank God they stopped the doing shapes. that because that I have tons of those sitting around. <laughs> I have no idea what to do with them. I guess I should Yeah. I think they recycle, but maybe not all of them. Those things are awful. I didn't get that many that many iPods, I well, guess. I had every you I must used have gotten to, a lot for like reviewing. Them, I was right? reviewing iPod cases, so for yeah. a few years I had like every new iPod nano. <laughs> <laughs> and and then you would it. well that and then you would get accessories to review and the accessories would come with them so they they'd have like literally like little plastic bags of like six different inserts that you would snap into this like a third party mm-hmm. speaker system and you'd be yeah. like oh, great i only have i mean i do have multiple ipods but i'm not going to use all of these um so Remember the first the first iphone came with a dock it did i still have it somewhere God, i'm so sure sweet and these days, you know, I guess who uses a dock really? Do you do you have one of those like combo docks with the for the watch and the phone? Yeah, I mean, like mine's just wood, but it's just like <laughs> yeah. a, well, it just should... it doesn't. You know, you can't just like stick the phone right in it. You have to pull the cord up and put it into the phone, and then and then set it in the thing. I think both of yours solutions are probably better than what I have at the side of my bed. So I typically, uh, I've said this before, when I want to fall asleep, I listen to podcasts. And uh, not because of the content, obviously. Uh-huh. Sure, but, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but the, the soothing voices of, of, of the professional. You could say soporific, it's fine. <laughs> and uh, so what I, I had uh, typically before, you know, I would just sort of plug my phone into power and plug the headphones into the phone, and that worked fine. And uh, you can't do that when. Anymore. When the iPhone 7 came out and I had to get one, um, the, the, I think the docks weren't available or something. So what I have is I have the powered USB 3 adapter, uh, USB sound card, and the headphones <laughs> plug into that. And then, uh, you know, so th- there's a whole world of, of sort of leads and it sort of dangles over a bedside table, not in a particularly attractive <laughs> manner. And th- this is the this is what they've reduced me to. Have you considered Bluetooth headphones? 
I have. And but the problem is the Bluetooth headphones, the the bits that go in your ear are too big to lie on comfortably. What about AirPods? I don't know. Uh they have not been for sale anywhere that I have <laughs> John seen loves them. them. I do. <laughs> I'm not alone. Many yeah, people I, love AirPods. I, I'm I'm sure my wife would really like me sort of lying in bed saying, you know, Siri, increase the volume, <laughs> decrease the volume. Uh, that could be a little awkward. And that yeah. is why sometimes um, people end up sleeping on couches. I'm just saying. <laughs> we've all come we've come full circle. We've come all the way around. The Casper couch coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, I I also have the problem where I have like a like a power strip next to my bedside table, and I plug in like I often have my iPad and my iPhone and my Apple Watch all plugged in there. And I agree, it does end up with a giant mess of cables. My other my other problem is I don't have like those are the ones I also use when I travel, so I end up unplugging and replugging them all the time, and so I find that kind of a pain, frankly. Like I wish I, I kept thinking about maybe I would get a dock for my phone and my watch, but. I haven't found one that I really liked or that really like fits in the space that I have. Um, so I, I don't know if that's something I'll do soon. Have you seen the the little Apple Watch docks that look like the, oh, the Mac. original Mac and yeah. Macs? I did oh, yeah. see that one. It's very cute. They look cute. Yeah. Um, it's not I'm for not me. I'm not sure that's the way I want to go. Though. Yeah, I'm not, not for me, but it's cute. No, I'm going to get an actual original macintosh and hollow it in the middle put of fish that. put fish in it and also wire it for power <laughs> uh, or keep an electric eel in it and solve all your problems in one shot i like your thinking that would be a good idea yeah see i am full yeah. of good ideas yeah. or something i'm full of something um, I, I think the other alternative is we could all just not have our electronics in the bedroom and like keep them somewhere else yeah it's it, i feel like that's good up to a certain point but the problem is like especially when i was traveling and i would be like jet lagged and have weird like wake up at weird times like i wanted to do i would wake up and i wouldn't be able to fall asleep again so i needed to do something so i would eventually like get my phone and start probably reading twitter which is probably the worst thing you can do when you can't <laughs> yes, sleep really. honestly particularly in the last the last year yeah is like that's the worst fair. thing you can yeah. do maybe it's i like, should all right okay I'm, now i'm terrified i'm coming around again maybe i should find <laughs> yeah. a way i i always worry that i'm gonna have like i can't leave it outside my room because like i don't have another phone and if god forbid if there's like an emergency or something and someone calls me i want to have that phone accessible so that's the only thing i the only reason i want to keep it in my bedroom um but yeah do you, do you ever do either of you ever wear your watches uh, to sleep? No, God no. Uh, only yeah. when I pass out. <laughs> uh, so not so every intentionally. Night. Not, <laughs> yes, when the drink takes hold. Yeah. Uh, um, After a few no, glasses be, of whiskey. Because I, I mean, even though the thing can generally go like about two days for me with the watch, yeah. um, it. Yeah. I don't really. Ha- I, I probably don't want to know what my heart rate does as I try and sleep. <laughs> and uh, there's like there's a and there are apps for that though. I mean, there's Sleep Plus Plus. Is that what it's called? Um, but John Mitchell is a guy who's uh, writing. I like sometimes or most of the time, almost all the time. And um, he wrote a really uh, good piece about um, his Apple Watch usage, and um, he wears it to sleep every night, and just then just like finds like an hour to charge it during the day. 
um, when he's at his desk or something. I just don't find so. it comfortable. I've never worn a watch to sleep. Like, I'll wear it if I take a nap or something, but yeah, overnight, it just, I find it uncomfortable. I'd be afraid I'd, like, whack myself in the head with it, too, or something. <laughs> I'm he very clumsy on. when I sleep. He even, go, he even goes so far as to switch bands before he goes to bed. That mm-hmm. is... To a, to a floral elastomer from a leather, from a leather band. He's got sleep bands, yeah. like a like a fleece band yeah. or something. That he's would be very nice. seri- he's very serious. I saw about the, the piece. Watch. That it was, you it was a really to, yeah. good read, um, and um, I'll link it in the show notes. I, of course. I skimmed through it to look at his different faces and thought to myself, uh, "I, you know what? I don't do enough that it makes sense for me to switch faces that much." Hmm. Like he's got very good like situations in which he wants different faces, but yeah. I feel like I don't. My context doesn't change enough most of the time that I need to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll change it and tweak stuff. Like, when I was traveling, for example, or when my girlfriend was abroad, I would have, like, the widget for her local time there. Because that was great. Right. I loved having that because I could just look at it. Um, but now that she is back in the same time zone as me, it's like, no, I'll put something else there, I guess. After <laughs> reading his piece, though, I'm going to have I'm, I'm going to have a... Because I work at home, I'm going to have a hallway face and a, um, an office face. And then, Kitch- uh, kitchen I, face. I certainly have an office face. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks like this. <laughs> but I mean, what, at that point, you might as well guess. have two watches. You know, you have your. <laughs> I your, love the slippery slope watch. argument. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, why have like switch all these configurations? You're wasting time just and switching bands as well. Just have two watches: one for sleeping, one for daytime. There you go. <laughs> day, day watch, night watch. Yeah. Eventually, I might. I mean, you know, because I'll get them. Eventually, I will buy a new one. And then what will I do with the old one? Smash it. What will I do with the old one? <laughs> Jump up and down on it. I don't know. <laughs> Jump up and down on it. <laughs> I, you know, I haven't been tempted to buy a new watch, but I do continue to get a little annoyed at my current watch. So, like, the other day, I've been trying to do... Um, I got the Nike app because I'm training to do a 10K in a few months. And the, the Nike app, the way it works between the watch and the phone is stupid like it just doesn't sync very well um and it doesn't it doesn't treat them as like two different portals into the same app it kind of treats them like two distinct apps which is incredibly frustrating um but it also is not very reliable because like i was like all right i'm going here i'm gonna start my run and i like started it on the watch which you have to do if you want the watch to track like your movement essentially and of course, I got to the end of my run, looked at it, and realized that like the app had crashed, so <laughs> did not record any of that. And I was like, "Well, this is terrible." <laughs> um, so, and and you know, some of that may be the watch is fairly limited in resources, and some of it may just be that that app is kind of buggy. But it is, it's one of those things where it's like, I want, I don't ask you that much of you watch. <laughs> I know you can do all these amazing things, but I really only ask you to do like three or four of them. If you could work reliably when you're doing that, that would be great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've not been really tempted to buy any of the the updated watches yet. I'm sure I will at some point in the future, but, um, you know, just making it... The, the watch does everything I need to do, well, uh, pretty much. Uh, so, you know, the fact that it, the battery life would be longer wouldn't make much difference to me. Um, and the, the, the process is faster doesn't make much difference either. I don't think the battery life being longer would make a difference, but the only way that would make a difference is if they could then allow you to have the face on all the time. Yeah, if they could do that and annoy people in cinemas constantly with your <laughs> But that's the watch. one that's the one thing where I have another watch face for which I do use is I have a I have a cinema face if you, <laughs> that just has the the time in red. So, and so what do uh, we think of this theater mode if you didn't talk about this last week? Oh, the uh, ten in rumored to come in ten point three. 
Yeah. So there, there was like, I think somebody, I think it was nine to five Mac or it was, somebody uh, like that. The Sonny Dixon was the guy who's like the, one of the Apple like scoopster guys who first right. reported, I think all they really knew was that there's like a button that has yeah, like a Yeah, somebody said that there's a button that's got popcorn on it and it, they've extrapolated out from this to the point of cinema chains tweeting about it and... Um, yeah i don't know what it is i i mean if it so i i say this because i'm due to leave to go to the cinema in about 15 minutes but the if it was a thing that you could push a button and it would silence all you know alerts and things basically do not disturb but for a fixed period of time my 17 year old nokia phone could do that that you could say you know just go quiet for two hours you know, that would be a useful thing for me. But if it's a kind of uh, allowing teens to text during movies I mean, type of thing. Why do you need a special mm-hmm. mode for that? Does it just like, is the idea being like it, it go? I think people suggested it might be a dark mode type thing like they have right. on the Apple TV now. Yeah, I mean, I could see them using those APIs to do a dark mode, but I think that doesn't really help very much unless a you've got if you had an oled phone you know so it's right. only illuminating a few pixels kind of things it's still really annoying f- i think is the short thing right like I think yeah i think this is yeah this is what we're saying there's but, an there's um, an argument between people are going to do it anyways so we might as well make it so that it's less bothering to people and by doing this you're encouraging the, people, people to do it so <laughs> the people who are the real problems aren't going to switch exactly modes. yeah yeah I, I think i and i, I don't mind we, if there's we, a dark mode just as long as it's not like theater mode being the sort of way to advertise that we yeah. we we have a, as a society have already decided that this is not okay right? yeah exactly <laughs> when you go to the movie theater you're just not supposed to do this at all and the problem i mean this is i had this i made this suggestion on something a long time ago but like the movie theaters don't police you know they don't want to have you know poor 17 year old kids having to go in there and try and police adults who yep. are acting like children (laughs) (laughs) fair so so you know there's there's no enforcement so that's really that's really the bigger problem and yeah and 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 like i would think that theaters instead of like trying to push 3d on everybody they would make they would do better to have experiences where you could go into a place and okay no you can't do you know if you do that you will get thrown out second um you know we love children however this is a childless (laughs) viewing experience <laughs> you cannot bring a, your three-year-old into the latest saw movie or whatever it is but you can take your child and your phone give them to each like give your child your phone and put them somewhere else <laughs> i mean in the ball pit in a while yeah there was a time where they were suggesting like they would just have showings that were like texting friendly and people got really up in arms about that but at the same time i did feel like well again if people are going to do it and if you're you going to agree to go to that, that's your that's your problem. That's your decision. Yeah, and like I at least never, that way, I, would I never think, go to that. I feel like you could enforce that though, like, and, and you could, you know, at least at that point, go into text-free showings and be like, "Look, mm-hmm. we have another showing. I'm sorry, this is yeah. against our policy. Like, we're not discriminating <laughs> against you doing this, like but like follow follow any follow be you know a reasonable number of people on Twitter. Anybody who commutes on a train, and you will yeah, you eventually see people coach. complaining about the quiet car. Like yeah, people, sure. it's all, it, people talk in the quiet car all the time. <laughs> That's yeah. I, I mean, we're also we're completely extrapolating from this one icon. So it might just be you you tap it and somebody brings you some popcorn. I was just about to say, if that's what it is, I am on board. Here's an here's an icon. Society is terrible. <laughs>
I've been. I my 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 wife was te- was texting me, telling me that I need to plunge the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> do you, Do you want to stay so on longer, John? Yeah, like, really, can I, I can I hold on? That's what I have to look forward to after this.